Feature presents A Spooky Minute Spent in a Ghost House, episode 28. This is a minute-by-minute podcast hosted by me, Dan. It covers spookies and ghost house. We are, as I said, the 28th minute of each. Let's dive right in, shall we? Spookies Minute number 28. Lots of craziness, running around, slapping people in the head with Ouija boards, yelling. Uh, we got, let, listen to this. She will take care of the others. Make sure she makes their departure. Somewhat amusing. <laughs> Finally, we learn, or I learn, who the name of the guy who who was hanging out with the gal who's now gone creepy and demony is. Whose name is his name is Lewis Wilson. We actually know his full name because it prints out on a gravestone before he begins to get pulled into the ground at the end of the movie. I wonder if the whole graveyard there is filled with people who were killed like this. Like I was just walking by a grave, a gravestone shot up out of the ground. I was naturally curious. I had a look and got pulled into the ground. I guess if the um, if the old guy's underneath there, then maybe that's him, like doing a blood beach, and like pulling him, pulling him down through the ground so he can um, do what he needs to do with them to to get his lady love uh, up and running again. Well, that's that's the way the the moment ends because because we get chaos in there, and we get frankly far too much cutting back and forth to the Catman. Uh, the, fir- the first one with the cat man and the old man, you know, saying uh, she'll take care of them and let's hope she does it in an amusing manner or whatever. And I like that. Um, I like that because that's almost the second group of filmmakers commentating, commenting on what the first group of filmmakers did. Because the the killings we're about to see with all the gang here in the cars... They um, this would have been done by the first group of filmmakers with the inserts like like the guy getting pulled to the ground here in the gravestone with inserts of the Catman, which are frankly distracting. But I I, I kind of like that that the, it's the second the second group of filmmakers saying, let's see if they're any good. Um, and and yes the um the guy who has uh some nasal trouble, uh nasal labia shame nasal labial shame no sorry that's from a mystery science theater um the he he is he's running out there with his english girlfriend i guess and they are camping it up to beat the band they do they do a thing where they scream and then they turn one way and scream they turn one towards one another one run into each other and scream and it's just um and they there's no keys and then I like Lewis where's Lewis going he like runs right by them and then gets falls down and the grave comes up gravestone comes up and I mean it's I'd say it's a decent effect the 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 letters burning into the gravestone but they keep cutting to the cat man so we don't get we don't get it I mean maybe they didn't maybe it didn't work 
Maybe that's why they had to keep cutting the cat man. I, I don't know, but but I frankly find it distracting because he falls to the ground, the graveyard shoots out, the gravestone sh- shoots up out of the ground. Something starts burning onto the, the headstone and then it immediately cuts to the cat man creeping around. And then it cuts back to more burning, the cat man creeping around. And then more burning, and then the guy, and then Lewis Wilson, and then he begins to get pulled to the ground. And like, I think... Um, I think you're overdoing it. Just because you shot footage of the Catman doesn't need you, mean you need to put it in everything. That seems a little bit of overkill to me. And boy, meanwhile in the house, yeah, everyone is kind of scattering and running. The guy with Mook got kind of punched out. Lewis took off, running by the very straight-laced older gentleman who's kind of like... Whoa. But I think things have finally kicked off. Lewis, I don't think, is going to be well. And uh, we'll go from there. I've always, um, so, some of my favorite killings movies, I was just thinking, I like the, the being pulled into the ground thing, sort of like are falling into a pit. I was thinking of, say, like Slaughter High, where the, um, the lovely blonde gal, the one who, I, I pissed my pants, you scared me, that, that one, and the one who plays the, um, the, the girl who gets kidnapped by the killer and don't open till Christmas and spends all the time in the little miniskirt, um, uh, she falls into the, um, she's, what is it, the, um, not the sewage pit, the septic tank. Did I ever tell you guys? Oh. Did I ever tell you guys? This was... There was an article I wrote a long time ago for Bleeding Skull called Video Store Memories 2. Video Store Memories was kind of a stream of consciousness journey through all my video store memories of, of being a child and going to high school and college. Video Store Memories 2 was a series of vignettes. One of which, for example, me writing to my friend, the writer, Scott Reynolds, uh, an email saying how much fun Tonko in the Woods was on the big screen. And um, and some other, other th- things like that. I, I forget what all the vignettes were, but one of them was telling the story of I went to a sort of jock party in my senior year, or junior year of high school. And um, they were nice people, but it wasn't really my sort of party. And it, it was a, it was the house was sort of on like a hill. And uh, several people I know, like my friend Eric Zidell, he had like a house that like that you went in the backyard and there was a pool, and then all of a sudden like dropped down towards where there were like railroad tracks and things. And this was one of those houses where like it was kind of it looked right, it looked like it was situated nicely, but when when you kind of went around to the back, it was like it dropped away into woods. And uh, the and I'll just I'll just tell the story quickly. It was. Um, because that this, this reminds me of that, and that reminds me of Slaughter High, and this reminds me of this, where um, Dave Kurtz, and Dave Kurtz was the guy, I think I've talked about him on these podcasts before, he, he wasn't the smartest guy, but he did something I always love him for, which is in physics class, when he was asked the first day when the teacher went around to him and said, uh, and your name is, you know, like, and you're uh, David Kurtz, and what do you like to be called? John. Okay, John. He didn't like to be called John. He just made that up. No one ever knew him as John. His middle name wasn't John. And no one ever no one ever called him John. Except in physics class, Mr. Physics called him John. And referred to him as John throughout the entire time. And so we began to call him John just in that class. And I found that so amusing that... You know, it was like the one time where a teacher asked me, we were talking about Huckleberry Finn in a college course, and she asked me, well, Dan, what is your opinion on this um, 
segment of the book and I looked at her and I said I'll be honest I, I don't have a single opinion on it and she said okay and she went on and asked someone else and um I met a very nice gal after the class because of that she thought that was very funny um oh Candace um anyway uh but but Dave did that and I love that about Dave but the thing I knew about Dave best before that was they were playing like tossing the football around like and they were all drunk on the edge of where the hill was and the ball went down the hill and Dave kind of went after it slipped slid down the hill and now I did not see this but I saw the aftermath and he kind of like vanished for a second I was like Dave Dave are you okay where'd Dave go and like Dave came crawling up a moment later covered in mess and they had to get a hose and spray him down and they wouldn't let him in the house and he luckily he, he only lived a couple blocks away so he was able to go there but he was just covered in human doo-doo and that's because I guess the, the like the sewage people were there doing something with the septic tank that was in these people's backyard and they had left it open and in the darkness you couldn't see it because it was halfway down a hill and so when he was running to try to get the ball, he fell in. Luckily, it wasn't like the Slaughter High one where it's like, you're dead. Although, really, why, how, how does she die in that one? I mean, I know she's all mucky and everything, but but I, I don't understand like how she's dead just because he pushes her back in. Surely she could get out. Um, but that, that was the thing. Yeah, because he had fallen in the septic tank, and it was... Um, it seemed to be the most horrible thing that I could think that might happen to one. And I thought, I, since I was a bit of a nerd, and this was the late 80s, and nerds were still not looked on that approvingly. You know, a lot of jocks were unhappy about the end of Revenge of the Nerds. Uh, I thought, what if they throw me in? What if they roll me down the hill? I didn't say anything, but yeah, that that was and that kind of reminds me of this. I mean, I always, I always, there's something about like being pulled into the ground, like say whether it's Blood Beach or whether it's this here, or or being, you know, sort of or or the end. How about the end of Devil Story? What about that? You know, so, something like that. You know, that just really gets me. And isn't there, isn't there in the Dark Crystal? Isn't there a scene where like you see like a a bug or a frog or something like? like is flying around and lands right near a rock and then it kind of goes up on the rock and then all of a sudden the rock opens up and you realize it's some kind of monster and that's the mouth and it closes down and eats the eats the bird there's actually there's a cracked magazine on the one back in one of the cracked magazines i have there's something like that we're like um I, I won't go i won't go i'll stop i'll stop now no sorry i went off on tangents there because i was the being pulled into the ground to your death thing. It's like, do you suffocate? What's going Do you drop into another space? Or do you just... I mean, it seems horrible to me. Um, falling in a big pit of poop actually seems more horrible. But that doesn't happen in this movie. So this ends with Lewis being pulled into the ground. I'm going to stop talking right there. Too many tangents. Let's go on to Ghost House where... I don't remember what we were doing in Ghost House. We were still talking to... Um, my gal, uh, gosh, Hilda, Mildred, you know, and she was in the basement and she had some trouble and, um, I think we're all, we're about to meet all the rest of the gang. So let, let's see what happens here. There, here's some ghost house. You gotta do something. Come on. You've seen too many horror movies. Same old bitch and know-it-all, always contradicting everything anybody says. You wanna mind your own beeswax, you little brat, or else, or else what? 
or else. For Christ's sake, will you cut it out? We got enough trouble as is around here. Okay, I'm with you. We gotta get to the bottom of this. You got any ideas? My radio's in the truck. All I can think of is we tune into 1790 megahertz, we listen all night. Say about two or three miles from here. Me too? Right. You tune into the same frequency, but don't send any messages. You got it? Got it. What do you think will happen? We'll see. Feel like keeping me company? I don't want to go back to Boston. Okay. Let's get organized. I like it when I completely remember... Uh... I like it when I completely misremember where the last minute ended. They've already met everyone. They're they're talking about it. The the I, I like the sort of the mise en scène here that the two gals from the camper group are kind of always in the same shot. The two guys in the first half of the minute, and the two guys from the camper group are in the same shot. But when we see our main guy and we see the lovely Hilda. They're they're in separate shots. It isn't until uh, about halfway in the minute when the when the one guy who who we heard screaming on the tape earlier kind of moves into the shot with the main guy that he kind of joins the our main two main characters, and I, I kind of like that the mise en scène of that. But then immediately it's well we're gonna go two three miles away and you stay here. So it's like oh, okay I get it, I get it. It's it's a triangulation telemetry something like that. Am I right? I don't know. I'm 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 um. I'm not a um I'm not a ham radio guy. I guess ham radio is 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 really no different from like just sitting on social media all day or something, right? You know like I mean it's like you can't you don't go on Skype. Isn't there a, isn't there a site you go on? Is it a naughty site? I haven't been on it. So I don't Is there a site you like you can go on and you can just just get r- randomly talk to someone else who's I guess that doesn't make it naughty uh, you randomly talk to someone else who's who's um who's online wanting to talk or something and I don't mean like yeah I don't mean like um naughty chat I mean like we're gonna do some triangulation we're gonna drive out we're gonna stay up all night we're gonna listen um Dr. Butcher MD there is still staring at them through the um through the bushes what is he doing there he can't if he's the caretaker then he should come up and say I'm the caretaker. You know what I mean? I mean, does that not... Is that, Am I talking crazy when I say that? Does that not make sense? Um, we've already got enough creepy stuff going on around the house. The doll and the little girl and the exploding bottles and the, the head in the washing machine. Jeez, this one I, I, don't have as, I don't have as much shatter over on this side. Uh, yeah, it's just, a, it's just a bunch of people talking. And, of course, you get the sibling stuff with a... Shut your, not quite that. Shut your bitchy mouth. But uh, almost, and um, well, would that we could give every film like this and superstition um, the minute by minute um, prodding it deserves. To to be honest, I think to sort of go deeper into um, a genre, I think I would need a co-host. I don't think me doing it myself would really work. And I mean, is I mean, there's. And it would it wouldn't be it would be too breakthrough. I mean, pieces by pieces, pieces and pieces. Obviously, I did in chunks, 
and my friend Rob Kelly and, and Chris Franklin, they've been doing the Superman minute by minutes, but those are five minutes at a time. And I was on Citizen Kane minute, which was five minutes at a time. But I mean, would it be like breaking the minute by minute formula bank to like say, okay, now we're going to do superstition minutes 21 through 25, but we do them separately. So we talk about minute 21 now, play a little music or something. Minute 22, play a little music, you know, rather than all together. I know, but sometimes it works if you go all together. Pieces and Pieces was a lot of fun because I was able to throw in a whole <laughs> quagmire stuff in there. Well, that, that was that was super fun. <sighs> I don't know, it's... It, as I mentioned, I didn't play it on doing all three of these together. But that's sort of what it's become. And I'm really having a good time. Like, I take like once a week... I take about two hours after a hard day's work and I just sit down, I watch the minutes and I record. Then a few days later, a week later, two weeks later, however the schedule goes, I edit them together and I listen to them and I post them. And it's fun. It's it's very non non formal. That's 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 the same as informal, but with a non in front of it. And I don't mean a lovely piece of bread that maybe has a little taste of garlic that you have with some, um, so like vindaloo or, or, or something. I mean, non as an N-O-N. So, uh, yeah, so this minute we're going to, we, we've sort of met everyone and the, the, the gals are bitching at one another and the guys are clearly not brothers because they're not bitching at one another. And it looks like our one guy is going to stay and monitor the radio for the night, but not send anything. And, and, and the others are going to go. And um, uh, the, the, our couple from Boston are going to go somewhere nearby and monitor it. I have one question, though. When he says to her, when our main guy says to eh, Hilda, no, her name's not Hilda. What the hell is her name? The the moment the every time I remember what her name is, it's like oh, of course. Um, but there is that thing. Um, do, do you want to keep me company? Yes, I don't want to go back to Boston. What? Why don't you want to go back to Boston? I know that was a slight bit of weirdness at the beginning with the like you're gonna get deported or something like that. But what? What did what did that mean? Why does she not want to go back to Boston? I I don't understand. It's it's not like, it's not like last night when they were having their uh, chili and and having a little bit of a rumpy pumpy. It's not like they knew they'd be here late afternoon, early evening the next day. So the fact that she doesn't want to go back to Boston, it seems. Um, I'd like to know more about that. Maybe we'll find out more in the next minute. I'll stop talking now, and we'll dive right into. Oh, the end of the episode. Here, listen to this. <laughs> 